We're so glad you decided to listen to our program today. Our intent is to inform you and to encourage you. This is Are You Listening? with Jeff Archie of International Gospel Hour. In a busy world with lots of distractions, we need to pay closer attention to God. Are you listening to God's Word today? Here's Jeff. A big thank you to R.J. Webb, and hello everybody. It is agreed that there are thousands of denominations in the world today, and that is confusion. Something is wrong, but dear friends, the Bible is right, and the Bible speaks of the right church. Let's talk about that one church today in just a moment. As we begin, this is part four of five broadcasts titled, Something is Wrong, But the Bible is Right. As a reminder, if there are any broadcasts you miss in this series, you may easily access previous broadcasts through our podcast partners at Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, or TuneIn Radio. Just search at any one of those places for International Gospel Hour. When it comes up, you can then scroll through and find the series titled, Something is Wrong, But the Bible is Right. If you send us a message at internationalgospelhour.com, We can also send you a link through our website for the program as well. And now, let the Bible speak of that one church, for the right church is the one we read about in the Bible. The Bible speaks of only one church, and a multiplicity of churches from which to choose is completely foreign to the teaching of the Bible. Christ promised to build one church. In fact, He said in Matthew 16, 18, Upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. As we noted in an earlier broadcast, Christ did not promise to build churches as in the plural. Instead, He said, My church as in the singular. And true to His promise, Christ built only one church, Acts 2. He purchased only one church, Acts 20 and verse 28, and He loves the one church for which He died, Ephesians 5.25. At no time in the history of humanity did he ever promise to build or purchase a plurality of churches. To justify the great number of different churches in the world today, some have made the point of the Bible speaking of the church in the plural sense. The Bible does speak about the churches of Galatia, 1 Corinthians 16, verse 1, the church at Ephesus, Revelation 2, and verse 1, the church in Smyrna, Revelation 2, and verse 8, among others. However, those congregations were all part of the same universal church and did not present differences in name, teaching, or headship. They only differed in location. They were simply different congregations of the one church. The different names by which the church is identified in the Bible indicate the church's non-denominational character. For instance, as previously mentioned, the church is called the House of God in 1 Timothy 3.15. And that pictures the church as God's family. But no one would suggest God has many families. The church is called the body in Ephesians 1, 22 and 23. But the same letter asserts in Ephesians 4 and verse 4, there is one body. The picture drawn by inspiration is of a bride who Christ sanctified and cleansed. In Ephesians 5, 25 through 27, we are reminded that he might present it unto himself. Who is willing to charge the Lord with polygamy? There is one bride, dear friends, 
one body, and one family. Those are biblical truths because God provided them to the world, and those who love truth will never deny the words of God. The right church is the one spoken of in the Bible, and any church which is not spoken of in the Bible and cannot trace its beginning to Acts chapter 2 is simply not the right church. Let's consider also, the right church is the one with the right beginning. The church Christ promised to build had its beginning in the city of Jerusalem on the first Pentecost after the resurrection, as we see in Acts 2. And from that day forward, the Bible speaks of the church as being in existence, Acts 2 and verse 47, and Acts 20 and verse 28. The church was not an afterthought or a plan B. In fact, everything about the church was according to plan, as we read in Ephesians 3.11. Hundreds of years before the church was established, Isaiah prophesied in Isaiah 2, verses 2 and 3, And it shall come to pass in the last days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established in the top of the mountains, and shall be exalted above the hills, and all nations shall flow unto it. And many people shall go and say, Come ye and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, and he will teach us of his ways, and we will walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth the law and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. And according to Scripture, Jesus instructed the apostles that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in His name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. How blessed we are to see this. Luke twenty-four forty-seven. Any church which had its beginning at some other place or some other time, dear friends, cannot be the right church. May we submit to you, thirdly, that the right church wears the right name. The church is the bride of Christ, and it is proper for the bride to wear the name of the husband. It is proper for her to wear his name. Christ is the head of the body, and it is right for the body to wear the name of the head. Christ said in Matthew 16, 18, I will build my church. Therefore it is His, and should wear His name. To the Romans, Paul announced, The churches of Christ salute you in Romans 16.16. However, there are other scriptural names by which the church can be called, such as the church of God, 1 Corinthians 1 and verse 2. But those other designations do not rob Christ of the honor and respect due Him in His church. Names mean something. They help designate and identify. And if one cannot find the name of a given church in the Bible, the evidence points to it not being the right church. Number four, the right church is the one that recognizes the right authority. God has given Christ absolute authority over the church described in the New Testament. Paul said, God hath put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church. Ephesians 1 verse 22. And His law is the law of the New Testament, of which He is the mediator. Hebrews 9, verse 15. Human wisdom cannot be trusted to devise laws for Christ's church. Paul warned in Colossians 2, verses 8 through 10, Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit, after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. For in Him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, And you are complete in Him, which is the head of all principality and power. However, 
Many in the world have rejected the notion of being complete in Christ alone, and have made additions to God's Word through their traditions, creeds, church manuals, disciplines, and a multitude of other materials. Not only do they deny the completeness of Christ, they also introduce doctrines which are contrary to the law of Christ, outright rejecting the statement made by Peter in 2 Peter 1 verse 3. Any church which bases its authority in a creed, a pope, a council, or anything outside of Christ is the wrong church. Dear friends, have we piqued your interest on these things that have been said today? Would you like to examine this further with Bible study on your own? Take a moment with your own Bible, your own time of study, and look at these things. Let us help you in today, and as we do each time, absolutely free, we want to send you a home Bible study. It won't cost you a thing. All you've got to do is call us toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988. That's 1-855-IGH-6988, and leave us your name and address, and just simply say, I'd like the home study. You may also go to our website at internationalgospelhour.com, click on the contact tab, and leave us your name and address, and put home study in the comment blank. That's all you need to do. And you can receive absolutely free a home Bible study to help you in your pursuit of the study of the Word of God. Because indeed, friends, something is wrong, but the Bible is right. Let's continue. As we speak of the right church, we will affirm that Christ must direct the worship of the church. Under the apostles' guidance, the members of the early church engaged in the following acts or avenues of worship. They observed the Lord's Supper, Acts 20 and verse 7. They gave of their means, 1 Corinthians 16, verse 2. They sang, Colossians 3 and verse 16. They prayed, Acts 2 and verse 42. And they taught in Acts 2 and verse 42. God's plan of worship cannot be altered without denying the authority of Christ and to introduce other items or to admit those which are specified will render the worship of God as vain as Jesus warned in Matthew 15 and verse 9. The Bible has affirmed, Whosoever transgresseth and abideth not in the doctrine of Christ hath not God. He that abideth in the doctrine of Christ, he hath both the Father and the Son. 2 John 9. Those who use mechanical instruments in the worship transgress the authority of Christ, when the Lord's Supper is omitted from the worship on the first day of the week, or when God's leadership roles are not honored, it is done by the authority of human wisdom and without regard for the body or the authority, rather, of Christ. It is widely taught worship rendered in sincerity is acceptable. But Jesus said in John 4:24, God is a spirit, and they that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. John 4, verse 24. To worship in truth is to worship according to God's word, and Jesus commanded, Sanctify them through thy truth, thy word is truth. John 17, verse 17. The true worship of God requires simplicity, free from the pomp and ceremony, so apparent in most denominations today. Dear friends, we will consider in further broadcast that how Christ must direct not only the worship of the church, but the work of the church. And also, He directs the terms of membership in His church. 
and we will also examine that the right church is the one that has heaven as its destiny. These are matters we will consider and we will continue to view as we gather together next time. Again, dear friends, feel free to write unto us for your free Bible course at internationalgospelhour.com. Leave us your name and address. Put home study in the comment blank and we'll send it to you absolutely free. Thank you for joining me today and let's continue this study. I'm Jeff Archie for the International Gospel Hour and keep listening. Thank you for listening to our broadcast today. We hope first that it glorified God, but second, we hope that it edified you. Listen to it again if you need to or to other lessons in this series by going to the media tab at our site, internationalgospelhour.com. Oh,